Hello, I'm Brian Martins, and you are listening to The Spoken Symbol. The Spoken Symbol is a poetry podcast that brings awareness, transformation, and deep intuition into your life. Once upon a time, there was a story about the universe, and it began with words, spoken. There was nothing else except spoken words. These words became symbols, and these symbols were crafted to have meaning. People continued to craft words that had meaning, and they built their world upon these meanings. Poetry is a time-honored symbol for us as humans. We choose to inform our inner and outer lives with meaning through the sound of poetry. Please join me in the listening of poetry. Open all your senses to the meaning that poets give to our world. Relax. Take a deep breath. Allow yourself to be transported by the metaphorical language of poetry. Magic happens once upon a time. Hi, this is the 19th podcast in this series, and this episode is called Walls Do Not Make Good Neighbors. Recently, in another podcast, I heard the words, good fences make good neighbors. And I knew there was a a poem brewing in that, when I heard that comment, um, and of course, the topic of boundary walls has been on my mind for weeks, and and finally I have to get it out in an article and, and out of my head. And the border wall with Mexico has been in the news for months and, and years, actually, and has caused a split and a divide among people of all classes and nationalities. And it's a big issue for the world, and most every country has experienced in one way or in another the effects of a wall or a boundary. And it's, it's, um, it's a big issue, and it's affecting a lot of people and a lot of talk on the media. So, uh, And my interest was sharpened when I heard this podcast by Malcolm Gladwell on his Revisionist History podcast. And the title of that specific podcast was General Chapman's Last Stand. And he also brings in a poem by Robert Frost titled, Mending Wall, which is written in 1914. And we know that poem from the famous lines in that poem that which states, good fences make good neighbors. Yet in the discussion in the podcast, he asks, what is the reason for keeping people or animals in or out? My question here is, is not to find out what or who we want to keep in or out. My question is here to find out who or what we want to keep in or out. And also, why? And in the podcast, one neighbor asks why the need for a fence when there are only trees in these fields. In that, in that poem, Mending Wall, they talk about getting, getting together every spring to put the stones back in the wall so that it remains a viable wall. Um, so, one, yeah, one neighbor asks why the need for a fence when there are only trees in the, in the field. There's no animals. Why spend every spring mending the fence when the trees haven't moved into the neighbor's property? What is the fear? Why the unneeded boundary? Especially in the early 1900s, uh, they're much, uh, much less populated than today. What was the big, what was the big um, the fear about that? Now, the one neighbor could understand if there were cattle involved and to keep them in or out, 
but not with just trees. I'm always reminded of the phrase I learned in my organization development master's program, unintended consequences, which show up in this, um, in this topic as well as, you know, many, many topics in, in organizations, there's always the thought of unintended consequences coming up. One neighbor wanted the fences repaired every year, thinking good fences make good neighbors, while the other neighbor kept asking why. So what do you want to keep in mind and what do you want to keep out of your mind about having this fence or this wall? Without answering some of these questions, unintended consequences will occur. You can count on it. And so bringing all this up to date, everyone has an opinion about them immigration and the Mexico-USA border and wants to express it openly and largely. And no one wants to spend the time to ask the difficult questions and learn what can happen if we do this or that. And as we know from our military history, we find ourselves in, ter uh, we find ourselves in territorial wars without a clear reason why, why we are there, and we end up with collateral damage, of course, and more unintended consequences. It's something to really pay attention to, and especially nowadays in our quick, um, quick media release of opinions and wanting to get on top of the issues right away. Uh, but it takes time. And Gladwell brings in other references and characters in this topic of walls. General Chapman was the head of Homeland Security years ago, and his advice on the U.S.-Mexican border gives one side of the issue. And a sociologist named Douglas Massey gives a lifetime of data and stories about Mexican migration in the 20th century. His Mexican Migration Project is famous for documenting the circular pattern of migration across the border. He has interviewed families for generations on both sides, and has made this project his career. He has presented his findings to the U.S. government multiple times, and often he is ridiculed and even called a liar. He collaborated with the Mexican sociologist Jorge Durand to interview migrating families in Mexico to document the circular pattern of travel. And just a small portion of their findings over this generation's long study, one of the longest and fully documented projects in our history from the socio sociological standpoint. A small portion of their findings found that about 80% of the men migrating to the U.S. for seasonal work returned to their families after the seasonal work was finished, therefore having a minor effect on housing and health care in the U.S. But once the borders were strengthened, and the people were not allowed to f the free movement to go back and forth to their families, the unintended consequences multiplied. The workers often stayed in the U.S. because they were afraid they wouldn't be able to get back to their families, and, and so they brought their families into the U.S. because they wanted to be with their families. My goal is not to discuss and dissect the immigration problem. That is too vast a topic for this space. But I do want to talk about migrations and how the animal world depends on migrations and how beneficial they are for both locations of the migration, where the migration starts, where it ends, 
and the repeat migration. We know many animals migrate, whales, birds, insects, and even the weather migrates in a certain sense. This migration keeps the animals alive and thriving, where if they had to stay in the same location all the time, they would suffer the consequences of difficult weather and lack of food. Nature has its seasons which amplify the resourcefulness of the species migrating back and forth. And of course animals help to pollinate trees and the trees reciprocate by providing food for the animals. Migration is beneficial for all of nature and has developed over thousands of years and also changes over time to adapt to the weather changes and species changes due to disease and of course human enrochment on feeding grounds and habitat. What is known from the Mexican Migration Project is that the migration across the U.S.-Mexico border worked well for many years with very few problems. Once changes were made in the U.S. policy and enforcement skyrocketed, the unintended consequences also skyrocketed. This migration is now a large issue and involves many families on both sides of the border and the livelihood of businesses that depend on the Mexican labor force. My wish is that more open discussion follows with issues openly talked about on both sides to come to a better solution. And disregarding Douglas Massey's lifetime of research is not helpful for coming to a solution. All information needs to be on the table for a representative solution. I'm always wanting to learn from nature because, after all, the natural world has been thriving on this planet for much longer than the human population has been here. We learn how migrating herds of elk and moose are affected by the pipelines running across the prairie land. We are aware of some of our effects, but often fail to consider them when starting a new project. Today, migrations are affected by boundaries, walls, and, f and fences. This following po uh, poem, The Walls of Migration, is my metaphor for the current situation with walls and borders. There is no simple fix for this issue because it is a complex problem with multiple stakeholders. It takes birds, animals, and insects years to change their migration patterns. They make step-by-step -step progress by watching, listening, and moving in ways that support their species. May we take the steps necessary to learn what supports all the people involved and avoid countless unintended consequences. I hope you enjoy the poem, Walls of Migration. Nature has boundaries to migration, rock, wa water, weather. Nature grows around and adapts, lives through the boundaries, enhances, breathes with, like water follows least resistance, or has determination like stone or an inheritance to follow, a guiding star, light. No, you are nature. From a slimy pool of goo, you are, with a wish to follow your star across rock, water, and weather. The heart, like a winged messenger, hears its call to move, to wander, to be in another home, to follow tribe, or be a lone warrior. All possibilities, this call and calling across boundaries, walls, fences, asks 
our strength of curiosity to break walls and fences, scale rock, navigate water, shelter from weather. The inner spirit must find its work, passion, its home. The inner spirit must find its work, passion, its home. Rock crumbles, water diverts, and shelter tempers weather. The spirit will find freedom. The spirit will find freedom. Again, the walls of migration. Nature has boundaries to migration. Rock, water, weather. Nature grows around and adapts, lives through the boundaries, enhances, breathes with. Like water follows least resistance, or has determination like stone, or an inheritance to follow, a guiding star, light. No, you are nature from a slimy pool of goo, you are, with a wish to follow your star across rock, water, and weather. The heart, like a winged messenger, hears its call to move, to wander, to be in another home, to follow tribe, or be a lone warrior. All possibilities, this call and calling, across boundaries, walls, fences, asks our strength of curiosity to break walls and fences, scale rock, navigate water, shelter from weather. The inner spirit must find its work, passion, its home. The inner spirit must find its work, passion, its home. Rock crumbles, water diverts, and shelter tempers weather. The spirit will find freedom. The spirit will find freedom. Of course, I wonder what the border situation and immigration with Mexico would look like today if nothing would have changed with our policy and nothing would have changed with the Mexican people in all these years. But it's a mute, mute point because you know everything changes and there would be something different to deal with, no doubt. Nevertheless, being aware of all the factors in a debate are crucial for the wellness of all concerned. Animals, plants, birds, insects, and the natural world are always evolving towards balance. May we follow in their steps. Create and be well. And also stay tuned for more upcoming news about my, my new poetry book coming out this fall. I trust it will be out uh, late October or early November according to plans. We'll see how that goes. It's, it's a combination of haiku I've written and sprinkled with some of my favorite short poems. And right now, uh, we'll see if, if the title sticks, but the title now is Three Raven Gate. This is Brian Martins. You can also see where the podcast uh, platforms are. I think there's about 10 platforms now carrying uh, my podcast. They are all listed on the medium.com article under the title, either my name, Brian Martins, or the title, uh, the title of the uh, episode or the article, which is Walls Do Not Make Good Neighbors. Enjoy and see you next time. And thanks for listening and reading the article.